0: Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're watching on our website or participating on Facebook. We hope that you'll engage with us today and make sure to share in the comments as we sing, as we hear from God, as we worship together. We just wanna hear from you. We wanna participate in worship today. Let's sing together this morning.
1: Thank you.
2: The Lord in prayer today would you hear these words from Psalm 116 verses 1 and 2 it says I love the Lord for he heard my voice he heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me I will call on him as long as I live so church may we call on him this morning in faith knowing that um, he is turning his ear to us he is listening he cares he is with us let's pray together today God, we thank you, uh, Lord, that as we just sang, we are your children, and we are children of a loving Father who hears us, who embraces us, who cares, who never leaves or forsakes us. And God, we thank you that whatever we're facing right now, wherever we're at, you are there with us. And so we come to you today to lift up the needs that are weighing so heavy on our hearts today. Lord, we pray uh, for our world, for those across the globe who are um, affected by this virus, Lord, especially those in um, impoverished countries, those who are um, maybe underprepared or ill equipped to be able to deal with a, a situation like this. Lord, we pray your provision and your guidance. Lord, we pray for world leaders, God, for those um, leaders to reach across borders to help those who are uh, struggling most to deal with this. God, may we come together uh, to fight this. Um, God, and we pray for our leaders right here in our nation and, and even in our state, Lord that you would bring wisdom and, and guidance as we look towards next steps of, uh, of where to go from here, Father. Um, bring uh, just discernment of how to, how to go about that safely, Lord. Uh, but we also do pray for those um, around us who are unable to work in this time, those who are especially affected financially and unexpectedly uh, affected by this, Lord, um, and just burdened by that. We pray, uh, again, for provision, Father, that you would work in mighty ways, uh, that you uh, would—we just seek your hand, God, in that. And God, I pray also um, for, for our church right here in this community. Um, I pray that you would use us, Lord. I thank you for um, the fact that even though we're not able to meet together, you are still uh, at work in and through us, Lord. And so we just pray that you would use us um, and that you would be with our needs, God, uh, in our community right around us and um, in our own lives, Father. God, I pray especially for those who are um, particularly isolated and alone in this time. God, this is a tough time for our mental health even, and so I just pray for those who are especially struggling, that you would bring comfort and bring peace. God, we pray that you would strengthen families, Lord, that you would bring physical healing to those who need it. Um, God, that you would just work in mighty ways. We seek your hand and we seek your face, Lord, in all these things, and just pray that uh, in all the needs of our hearts and lives, Lord, you know what they are. We just pray that you would work in those situations. And God, we call upon you as our solid rock, our firm foundation in whom we can trust in all things. And we give you thanks that you hear us, that you care for us, and that you you weather the storm with us through it all. We give you thanks today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Good morning. Today we're going to continue to follow the appearances of Jesus uh, as uh, he appeared after his resurrection. Today we're going to be looking at his appearance on the road to Emmaus, found in Luke chapter 24. Uh, Beginning around verse 13, reading through 32, but we're not going to read the entire passage. But uh, we want you to learn about today the hidden Jesus, the Jesus who is among us when we do not realize he is there. In their passage today, we find that there were two who were walking on the road to Emmaus and Jesus comes alongside of them. They do not recognize that it is Jesus, but he is there walking with them. And their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And that's true for us most of the time. There are things in our lives that can prevent us from recognizing that Jesus is among us. But make no mistake about it. He is always there. He is always at work. And so, as these two are walking with Jesus, Jesus asked them the question. He asked them, What words were they exchanging along the way? And they stood still, kind of looking sad, and, and say to Jesus, uh, You know, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who's not seen the things that have taken place these last several days? And uh, So they begin to explain to them, after Jesus says what things, all the stuff that has happened to Jesus. And they're explaining what's taken place in Jesus' life to Jesus who is standing there, which I find rather unusual. But they talk about uh, how the Sanhedrin had delivered Jesus up to the Romans and how they had crucified him and how he had died on the cross, rose again from the dead on the third day, People went to the tomb, said his body's not there, they're not sure what to believe. And beginning at verse 25, we get these words from Jesus to them concerning all these things. "'O foolish men, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory?' And beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And as they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he would go farther. Yet they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting towards evening, and the day is now nearly over. And he went in to stay with them. And it came about that when he reclined at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it. And in breaking it, he began giving it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? This is the word of the Lord. Father, open your word to our understanding. Let it take root in our life. And may we grow by what we read in this text this day. It is in your name we pray. Amen. There are a couple of things in this passage I want you to to understand. And that is uh, that God makes appearances to us, even when we don't recognize them. When I was a young pastor, we used to have what we called God sightings or God incidents. And these were moments where God would just kind of break into a situation. We challenge people on a weekly basis that begin to look for where God is at work. And when you see a God incident, write it down. It's a wonderful uh, discipline to keep up because when you have a God sighting, something that happened that you knew couldn't have happened any other way than the That God made it happen. That's what it's all about. That's where life gets real exciting uh, because God is at work. Even though he seems hidden, he's still very, very present. And even though these two on the road to Emmaus didn't recognize him, he was still present with them. Uh, They were sad. They were in grief with the loss of Jesus. Sometimes when we grieve, we are sad and God seems so far away when we're in pain, but he is still present with us and he's still making himself known to us. There are a few things that I see in this text and that is that number one, the presence of Jesus was walking with them even if they didn't recognize him. That's something that all of us need to learn that God is always with us. Jesus has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If he said that, that means that he is always going to be with us. And if God is always with you, then you have nothing to dread or fear, for his presence is strong. When Jesus was getting ready to be crucified, he told his disciples, it's expedient that I go away from you, because if I go away, I will send to you the comforter, And he will come to you, and he will speak of me, and he will reveal myself to you. That's very important for us to recognize that God is near. He is present. So the one way you can begin to look for God is in the sense of presence. I always tell people there are a lot of senses that we have. We have the five senses, the sense of taste, touch, sight, hearing, smell, All of those things, but I often believe that we were made with a sixth sense and that is the sense of God's presence. Sometimes we uh, are in a room and we think we're alone and all of a sudden we get a sense somebody's standing there and we turn and see maybe one of our children or a husband or a wife. You've had those experiences, but there's also the moments when God is present And you sense that he is here. I kind of believe that these two felt there was something special about this man walking with them because he began to speak to them, listen to them, and share with them, interact with them. And something grew in their hearts. They would later invite him to come home with them. But beginning at verse 25, we see a second way that Jesus reveals himself. And that is, he tells them, Oh, foolish men, so slow to believe, uh, slow in heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for Christ to suffer these things? The second way that Jesus begins to do this is what we find in verse 26 and 7. He says, and beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. Number one, God reveals himself to us by his presence. Number two, in his word. Uh, God explains who he is through all of scripture and all that comes, we come to know about Jesus can be discerned in the Old Testament alone. Uh, the early church didn't have a New Testament. But the Old Testament was where they looked and saw the hidden Christ. And so there's Jesus explaining from the books of Moses, that's the first five books of the Old Testament, all the way through the prophets about the things concerning himself. Jesus is in the Word. And he reveals himself because Jesus is the Word. He is the living Word. Uh, John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. For in Him was the life, and the life was the light of all men. All the Word has made, created, shaped, and formed. And when we've been given just uh, this wonderful book that is a part of the great Word That is Jesus Christ himself. What a joy that is. We are commanded to search the scriptures and to see what we can find of God in this wonderful, wonderful collection of books. It's important for us to know Jesus in the word and to listen to him. I shared with you last week that when I was a young man, I kind of grew up reading the red as I started to search for God and And that's how I learned to listen to what the voice of Jesus sounded like. I I tried to listen for the timbre of his voice, the, the sense of what he was saying to us. Now You might think, well, are you trying to hear voices? Well, not an audible voice. But when you read the red, you begin to listen and understand what it sounds like when Jesus is speaking to you. And you begin to recognize that voice. It's very important that we look for Jesus in the word. He will reveal himself to us. The next thing that we see in this text is that after they listen to all of this, Jesus begins to act like he's going to go on further. But they beg him to come home with with them. And as he comes home with them, uh, he sits down and reclines at the table. It was natural to have a meal. But Jesus took the bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it and gave it to them. And in the breaking of the bread, in the blessing of it, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. This is important to to realize, that Jesus reveals himself not in big, grandiose things, but more often than not, in the simplest acts that you and I enter into every day. When you're sitting down with your family at a mealtime, and hopefully during this crisis where we've been quarantined, you've had many meals with your family, you take the bread and you invoke Jesus to be with you. You break the bread and you bless it and you share with your family a meal. And in it, Jesus is there to mediate the relationships that you have. Scripture says, where two or more gather together in my name, there am I in the midst. Whether it's just you and your, 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 your mate, or if it's you and your children, or other family members that are quarantined together, Jesus wants to mediate those relationships. He wants to be in the midst of them. You, you don't have the freedom to go to your children or your husband or wife just on your own ability and strength. You, you don't own them. Your children are a heritage from the Lord, and your mate is a gift of God to you. You need to recognize that you need to go through Jesus to them. It's important for us as believers, as followers of Jesus, to recognize that Jesus wants to be involved in all things that we do with each other. He wishes to communicate his truth and his love and his grace. Now, sometimes when we've been quarantined, I've understood that some people are struggling. Maybe sometimes tensions get a little hot. But even in those moments where you might have an argument or a disagreement, Jesus wants to mediate that. Uh, He wants to enter into that situation. Pray together as a family. Talk to Jesus about it. Confess that you've been a little harsh. Confess that maybe... You've said things you wish you hadn't. Ask Jesus to forgive you and allow him to mediate the relationship that you have with one another. Learn to build on Jesus being present and in the midst of what's going on in your life. You may not be in a place where you can see Jesus face to face, but he is with you. He may seem hidden, but he is there. And if you will seek him out, you will begin to realize that he's far more present in your life than you ever knew. That's what the two on the road to Emmaus discovered. They said in the last verse that I read, Did not our hearts burn within us when he talked with us along the way? The nearness of God and his words sets your heart aflame with a fire. It creates a passion within you, a hunger for even more of Jesus, to know him in richer and in deeper ways. You are called to follow him, to love him, to know him. He never, never forgets anything that has happened to you. He never overlooks one little problem in your life. He is with you. I remember a writer named George MacDonald. He was a 19th century Victorian writer. He was the man who inspired C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. R. Tolkien. Uh, he inspired people like G.K. Chesterton and Madeleine L'Engle and others. Brilliant writer. Uh, but everything he wrote was about the Lord. Uh, even his fairy stories had hidden meanings about how to follow God and where Jesus is at work in our life. But he wrote a book called Robert Falconer and in it he describes a boy by the name of Shagar who was a street waif. His mother had been a prostitute and, and uh, had abandoned him uh, and left him to live on the streets all by himself as a homeless person. And in it MacDonald describes him as having a white sepulcher of a body. And if he had been a dog, he would have run with his tail between his legs. But he goes on and says something far more profound. He says, the blows that fell upon him resounded not. And no one but God remembered them. God knows what's going on in your life. He is present and he cares. He calls on us to seek him out. In the book of Deuteronomy, it says that God says that if you seek for me, you shall find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. The hidden God is present. He's among us and he abides with us still. Let him enter into your situation. Take note, look for a God sighting. Turn what you may think is a coincidence into a God incident. And realize that behind it all, God has been at work trying to bring all of us to himself in deeper and richer ways. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I just invite you to speak to our hearts that you will just draw us closer to yourself and that you will just help us to have our eyes opened to see those places where you are at work, where you are doing extraordinary things in our lives. God, help us in these times to know that your great love for us, your kindness towards us, is something rather remarkable and extraordinary because you have loved us more than any earthly father. You have sent your son to be closer than any brother and you've given us your Holy Spirit to abide within us and comfort us and to lead us into truth. Thank you for it all. It is in your name we pray.
2: As we respond today, may we spend these moments uh, just seeking him, opening ourselves up to how he wants to reveal himself to us today. That's us nice song today this morning.
3: Now may the very peace and the grace of Jesus go with you. May he be your shield, may he be your strength, your strong tower, and may you know that he is always near. God bless you.
0: Thank you again for joining us in worship this morning. We hope you have been blessed through worship and through the message today. We do want to take this opportunity to just thank so many who are faithful to giving to the church and just the ministry that's able to continue through that. Uh, There are a couple other opportunities where you can give. You can find those on our church website of uh, ministries happening in our community and around the world that need your support and need your help. We hope you'll check that out. Have a blessed day and we hope that wherever you go that you take Jesus with you.